0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. give all praise and glory to our Lord, who is not just the uh, Savior of some, he is the Savior of all. Our first lesson for this 12th Sunday after Pentecost is found recorded in the book of Isaiah chapter 56, beginning at verse 1. This is what the Lord says, protect justice and carry out righteousness, because my salvation is coming very soon. My righteousness is ready to be revealed. Then the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to him and to love the name of the Lord, and to become his servants, every one of them who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, those who take hold of my covenant, I will bring them to my mountain, and I will make them glad in my house of prayer. Their whole burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples of the world. This is the declaration of God the Lord, who gathered Israel's dispersed people. I will gather still more people to my house besides the ones already gathered. The word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, beginning at the 13th verse. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. He made the two groups one by destroying the wall of hostility that divided them. When he abolished the law of commandments and regulations in his flesh. He did this to create in himself one new person out of the two. In this way making peace. And he did this to reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by putting the hostility to death on it. He also came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. You have been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you too are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. The word of the Lord. Our Gospel for this morning he is taken from Matthew chapter 15, beginning at the 21st verse. Jesus left that place and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. There was a Canaanite woman from that territory, came and kept crying out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. A demon is severely tormenting my daughter. But he did not answer her a word. His disciples came and pleaded, Send her away because she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt in front of him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered her, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, yet their little dogs also eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, Your faith is great. It will be done for you just as you desire. And her daughter was healed at that very hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, beginning at verse 21. I'll read these words once again. Jesus left that place and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. There a Canaanite woman from that territory came and kept crying out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. A demon is severely tormenting my daughter. But he did not answer her a word. His disciples came and pleaded, Send her away because she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt in front of him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered her, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to their little dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, yet their little dogs also eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, your faith is great. It will be done for you just as you desire. And her daughter was healed at that very hour. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I've been gone the last couple weeks on vacation and and visiting my parents and getting to see my sister and and their families, uh, finding out that uh, not only is my oldest daughter with child and and, uh, is due in uh, January, but I have another niece who's now going to be due in February, And I just found out on the last day before I returned, I have another niece that just announced she's going to be due in March. So there's going to be a lot of family excitement, especially come this new year. It was good to see my parents. And yes, both my mother and father are alive. And it was good to spend time with them. And my dad's going to be celebrating his 85th birthday this year. But it causes me, every time I go back, to think of the time when I was 14 years old. And we were told by the doctors that my father did not have long to live. And in our evening devotions, my mother would always um, have us you know, sing, like, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. But she now introduced to I and my sisters a new hymn. And it is a very beautiful and unique hymn. She wanted us to know this hymn and to take the heart to him during this time because we realized that we could be a family without a father. Now this hymn, I'm going to actually read it for you because sometimes when I sing it, I get the verses mixed up because I always needed my mom's help to keep me straight on what verse we were on. But these beautiful words, I bet, are going to be words And this very hymn, I bet, is going to be a hymn that is on your list of favorites. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry, everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry, everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield you. You will find a solace there. To hear that Jesus is our friend is extremely comforting, no matter what trials and tribulations we might find ourselves facing. And now you could pick any number of texts to say that these very words and the truth of these words is found in the text, And out of all the texts you probably could pick, I can't help but pick this one that we're considering this morning, this this miracle that takes place up in the Phoenician area because Jesus was traveling between Tyre and Sidon. This will be the northernmost area that Jesus is going to travel, and He is actually meeting with a number of people, and also a number of Gentiles are coming, in other words, non-Jews. Jesus is actually way up north because he's trying to get away uh, from uh, the the large crowds. He's looking to spend more private time with his disciples, but everywhere he goes, and the house he even stays in, eventually people find out, and the crowds and, and the people are just overwhelming. What a friend we have in Jesus are certainly gorgeous words. And why I say that this is a perfect text to emphasize that fact, you may at first think, what is he talking about? What a friend we have in Jesus when Jesus speaking to this Canaanite woman seems to call her a dog? That doesn't seem like a friendly thing to to say or do. Once again, Jesus is up in that area, and, and 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 the crowds were very large. And with all the people that were bringing in the sick to be healed, out of all of them, only one is actually recorded specifically. And it is this Phoenician woman who's called a Canaanite woman. Canaanite tells us immediately that she is a Gentile, a non-Jew. But Canaanite could also say to us that, well, that her religion would have been the Canaanite religion. Well, the Canaanite religion, for the most part, was believing in the false god of Baal and, and, and the queen of the false gods, Asherah, who was the fertility goddess. But that wasn't the case with this woman. So even though she's called a Canaanite woman, she's obviously not believing in these false gods. For when she comes to Jesus with a request to have mercy and to help her because her daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. She also calls Jesus this, Lord, Son of David. Now the word Lord, some translations will actually treat the word Lord like it is a proper uh, polite way of saying sir. But I don't take... This word Lord in the sense of sir, because she added the word son of David. She was doing more than just being polite. She was confessing her faith. Because said son of David is a messianic term. This is talking about the promise that God made to even David that from his line the Savior would come. Son of David is spoken when Jesus triumphantly rode into Jerusalem and people yelled out, Hosanna, to the Son of David. And they were all pointing to Jesus when they said it. This is not a common term that people would use. And therefore, because of the Son of David, I don't take that word Lord lightly either. Because in the Greek translation of the Old Testament Hebrew, The word that is used by that translation for the word I am. Remember Moses at the burning bush and said, when he asked the Lord, who should I say is sending me? And God replied, I am is sending you. I am who I am. The translation uses this word Lord. So she wasn't just calling him sir. She was calling him the great I am. You are the son of God. You are the savior. And help me. O savior. I can't help but wonder. If this woman. Had gone to other people for help. Maybe she went to. Her local religious leader. Maybe called in some physicians or doctors and and nurses who may, she was hoping would help her because her daughter's suffering terribly from demon possession. But now we find her going to the Lord, the very one who would certainly hear and answer her prayers, the very one who has the almighty power to answer this prayer. Now, when I say this, I'm not putting down doctors and nurses. I have always felt that doctors and nurses are a blessing from the Lord, in my prayers, every time I visit someone in the hospital, I always make sure to add the words, God bless the doctors and mur- nurses who are ministering to our loved one. But there's one thing we have to realize about all doctors and nurses and about the whole medical field and science in general is no human being can keep another human being alive. Or oh, they can certainly treat our symptoms. They can certainly help us and and there's medicines that are out there, and I'm certainly not against any of those. But no one can keep us alive. We all will face death. And keep in mind that the punishment of sin is death. We all face it. We're all sinful human beings who badly need a Savior, who badly need to join this woman in crying out, Lord, help me. But in the light of it all, being thankful of having doctors and nurses. Let us join in always praying that it is the Lord who is going to always restore us. It is the Lord who saves us. It is the Lord who gives us the hope of everlasting life, which is not wishful thinking. This is a hope that's guaranteed. Only Jesus can give us eternal salvation. This woman coming to the Lord is coming to the right one. And in fact, is coming to the only one. For Jesus is the only Savior of the world. When people pray to the Lord, they will oftentimes think, and I've heard people say this, and I've even read this in books, that that when God answers prayer, your answer is going to either be yes, no, or maybe. I've always struggled with that kind of thinking. I've always felt that the Lord's answer is always yes. And it may not be yes the way I want that yes to be, but I know that the answer will always be yes in the sense that God will always do what is best, and he will always do it at the right time as well. Because when this woman cried out to Jesus, he did not answer her. He did not say a word. Oh, the disciples, they added their two cents. And they said, send her away with all the large crowds that were pestering Jesus. It's not surprising. She was probably not the only one that they said, send away. So do we interpret right away that because Jesus said nothing, his answer is no. Or his answer is maybe. Instead, he does not answer her request, nor does he answer his disciples' requests. Instead, he makes this profound statement. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It is true that Jesus would be born through the line of David. It would be true that Jesus' ministry would primarily be among the Jews, oh, the Old Testament announced how the Savior would walk on the land of Zebulun and Efteli, and, and that was basically the area of Galilee during Jesus' time. All those prophecies were fulfilled in Jesus. And yes, it was all part of God's plan that the very Savior who would be born a Jew and, and yet still would be the Savior of the world, even though his ministry Primarily, be among the Jews. It was always God's plan that even after the Savior died and rose again and ascended back into heaven, Jesus would give the holy command to start in Jerusalem, go through Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, preaching that Jesus is the Savior of all. So yes, he was sent only to the lost, Sheep of Israel. But yet she kept crying, Lord, help me. So Jesus makes another profound statement. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to their little dogs. Hearing this is quite alarming. Why would he call her a dog or refer to her as a dog? But keep in mind that there are actually two different words for dogs. One is the word dog, which is the street dog, the mutt, the the dog that eats through the garbage, the dog that you'd like to get rid of and have nothing to do with. This is the word that was always used by the Jews to refer to the Samaritans, because the two groups couldn't stand each other. But this dog is not that one. This is the family dog. This is the dog that the the master has for his children. It's part of the family. And this woman recognized this. Because her answer to the Lord is not one of being offended and upset and appalled. Instead, she replies, yes, Lord. Yet their little dogs also eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And notice the word there for their master. Referring to the master is both for the children. And for the dogs. Even though we're tempted to think that the word dog is quite alarming and appalling. This woman did not see it that way. What she was basically saying is, Jesus, you're my master. I'll take even the crumbs. Because the crumbs will save me. The crumbs is all about Jesus and what he has done for me. It's all about the payment he made on the cross as he paid for my sins in full. The payment is all connected with his resurrection, knowing that he defeated death and rose again with the promise that because I live, you too shall live. He ascended into heaven and and, and blessed us with the opportunity to share this holy name with others, and what a privilege and honor it truly is. But all under the understanding that Jesus is our master. And when Jesus heard this, he replied, Woman, you, your faith is great. Jesus never said these words to a Jew. He never said these words to his apostles. He only said these words twice. One was to a saturian when Jesus, when the saturian asked Jesus to heal his servant, and he wasn't even worthy to come under his house He simply said, just say the word and I know it will be done. And Jesus spoke of his faith as being great. And now this Phoenician Canaanite woman. In fact, he goes on to say, it will be done for you just as you desire. And her daughter was healed at that very hour. Did Jesus heal that daughter because her faith was great? Because Jesus now owed it to her because she had such a great faith. He had to heal her. No, it was purely by his grace and mercy. Remember, that's what she's crying out for. And that's what the Lord blessed her with. But the Lord not only blessed her with the miracle of healing her daughter. It was the Lord who blessed her with the miracle of saving faith. For faith is even a gift of God. Yes, you do the believing, but not without the work of the Holy Spirit. And since the Holy Spirit never works out of thin air, but always works through the gospel, always works through the good news of Jesus. In other words, always using the Holy Word. That's what saving faith clings to and hangs on to. Because without the gospel, our faith means nothing. But because of the gospel the faith that god gives us is great <laughs> my dear friends pray for faith but it's not through prayer that you great that god grants you a great faith it's through the word since the holy spirit works through the word but pray for the lord to give you a heart To be persistent like this woman and and to go to the Lord knowing that he will hear and answer your prayer. It's not yes, no, maybe. It is always yes. Knowing that he knows what's always best and when it is best to answer that prayer. It is with a believing heart that we go to our Lord trusting in him above all things. Knowing that he is our master and he is the one who has saved us. In fact, a great faith is not only persistent in going to the Lord, but it is also a heart that clings to these most precious words. What a friend we have in Jesus. And what a friend we do have in Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.s-a-l-e-m-e-v-l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n.org. May God bless you today and every day.